What's going on, guys? Welcome to our new episode of Shaws and Kings. I think we're on episode 15 now. And I guess today we're going to talk about the inauguration, but not just the inauguration, but um, now that Trump is gone, this is kind of a new era. And I thought that we would probably just talk about what we're hoping, what we're expecting uh, in the Biden presidency. Um, and now that Trump is gone, maybe how we can heal as a nation. Um, all three of us have slightly politi- uh, slightly different political views, but I would say that um, we're all pretty thrilled to see Trump go. At, at the very least, like we all agree that um, you know he he's got to go, and he did go. So at the very least, we're pretty pumped about that. Um, and you know, I was watching the inauguration today, and I was also uh, monitoring the internet for some dank memes that were coming out of this inauguration and. Um, the meme war has taken a new turn for once. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Bernie Sanders one with like the chairs and the mittens, right? That's like, mm-hmm. yeah. like everyone's been like posting like a very, like some sort of a, <laughs> some like their own version of it. I think it's fucking great. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I've been watching like the, they, you know, they were doing like these crazy fireworks and like these A-list celebrity performances with like J-Lo and, uh, you know, Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, uh, John Legend, and I like, mean, I think even A Rod showed up. He's not even singing or entertaining anyone. He just happened to be there, I guess, because of J Lo. But you know, still a celebrity, <laughs> I guess. Who knows? Not, either way, like the mood in like based on like what I was seeing from that inauguration, like the mood was very like, it was almost as if they like overthrew like the Darth Vader or I mean, I never watched Star Wars, but like it almost felt like the moment where like Simba kills Scar and then he's like walking (laughs) and and then he's like walking through like walking up the Pride Rock and he does that roar and like all the lions are happy and pumped and you see like you see like the darkness turn into light like all of a sudden like that, that's kind of like what the inauguration felt like regardless of like what your political views are it was like it, you could tell that that was definitely the theme that the, whoever organized this inauguration like that's like what we're doing we're going from darkness to light this is a new era and it reminded me of uh you know because i'm into like persian mythology when uh in in, in uh the shahnameh when farai dun uh overthrew uh Zahak and um, like all of Persia was like pretty pumped about it and everyone was hype and yeah, yay like no more Zahak no more Araman right no more Del- you know like and it did feel like that even I felt that way you know I actually woke up in the morning just to see Trump leave to, to go to the helicopter to say bye and you, you saw the tears on his son like Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump and dude they were so nutritious the tears were so nourishing dude so good so good and um, it was a beautiful day beautiful day I'm I, just I, waiting I, to see uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s book in like the airport next time I actually go on a plane I know <laughs> his I know for a fact he's going to have a book about how his dad's election got stolen and it's going to be front and center airplane yeah. bookstore yeah and, and and you know and you know this is like this is like it's it's like a movie you know that in four years he's probably gonna like try to run for re-election and oh, it's yeah. gonna be like the return of like uh i don't know like it's what, literally like star wars it's return of the jedi and if you want anyone who's watched that movie i was telling you about the sheep but anybody's watched that movie go ahead and watch the end of return of the, i mean return of the jedi and then go watch today's inauguration. Tell me that you can't draw some sort of fucking parallels. Um, <laughs> yep. That being said, I have a couple words, a party words for Mr. Trump, if you will. Um, to quote the great Frank Sinatra, so farewell, farewell. <laughs> hey, yeah, fuck that guy. Well, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, yeah, um, so... I mean, so far he's uh, with Biden. He's already like reversed some of Trump's worst policy decisions. Um, the travel ban—that's now you know he undid that. Um, he stopped. Could have placed the travel ban on Trump, but you know that's yeah, another story. Right. That's just, yeah. He At least he's not him. allowed in like what is it Ireland or that's they banned him. Really? Yeah, I think oh, that really? Ireland banned him from like coming and uh, traveling over there. So Ireland, 
It was either Ireland or Scotland. It was one of those two. I think it was Ireland where, like, initially they didn't want him to go play golf a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's oh, hilarious. Okay. Yeah, he I has think like, he's like banned from going there now, but don't quote me on that. It's just something I read today, I believe. Yeah, because I thought he had some golf courses in Scotland. Yeah, it could have been Scotland. Like, but again, like, I, like, don't quote me on it. I know that I could have read it one way or the other, but either way, I heard today that he's banned. So um, yeah. he's got somewhat of a travel ban, but every country yeah, in the world ban, should ban from him. Scotland. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Scotland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, now that Trump's gone and, you know, Biden is president, I did, he already did do some things that I do like. Um, and I'm pretty pumped about it. But, you know, I, I mean, I don't expect him to be like America's savior or anything like that. Um, you know, like I said, I, I was a Bernie Sanders guy in 2016 and 2020. But I will say that, like, uh, maybe just because the bar is so damn low. Um, after what we like lived through these last four years, and yo, let me tell. I, I want to tell everyone a story here. Uh, four years ago, literally four, exactly four years ago, uh, we during the transition period between Obama and Trump, um, like around from like November to like January twentieth, um, I was involved with a girl, and uh, you know, like things were going so great. Well, at least I thought it was right. And I was like, oh, my God, Like this is great. Like, this girl is definitely the one. Literally the day Trump got inaugurated, she, like, disappeared, ghosted. And, yo, it fucked me up so bad. And I was I remember thinking, like, yo, this is symbolic. Literally the day, like, Trump got inaugurated, this shit happens to me. Like, this is, that, it's just, this is like a taste of what's, you know, what the next four years is going to be. Like, this motherfucker <laughs> right here. Like, and now that, like, Trump, now that he's gone, like, even though that obviously that has nothing to do with did she hit you up again now that he's gone? No, man. But you know, my one of my <laughs> one of my friends, uh, one of my close friends, oh, she hit shit. me up today, and today she got accepted to law school. And like th- these last four years, she's been having like tons of anxiety over not getting into law school, blah blah blah. And now, literally, the day Trump's gone, I just got into law school. You know, it's almost like I don't know, like 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 good things happen when Trump's not like here. Like I. I, I <laughs> um no i am excited i do i am somewhat of a superstitious guy so i do i am pretty excited to see uh what these next four years um have in store for me personally and th- part of that is obviously like mentally it's manifestation because i'm pretty sure like a lot of the people who like trump a lot um and when they were excited that he got elected four years ago like because they became optimistic uh, they sort of st- they started to sort of manifest things into their life, and they probably like gave a lot of credit to Trump for that, right? And like I guess like same with me, like when I when Trump literally the day Trump got inaugurated uh, elected, I remember it was cloudy, it was raining. Um, I was like, what the fuck did the world just do? And I literally felt like it was the end of the world, and that probably like manifested into my life. Libtard. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so. So, uh, but now I'm just sitting oh, here God. drinking Trump tears, uh, Q-tard tears. Uh, there was a video I showed you guys earlier where there was- like, I hear this... those keep you young. What's that? I hear oh. Trump tears keep you young. They do. Uh, that... <laughs> Looking young. Have, have, you, have, you, have you been Yeah, it's all, it's all the Big Mac seats. Special sauce, bro. Does wonders for you. Dude, uh, I know you've been drinking those tears because like you're like, what, what, 39 yet you look like you're 27? Like, <laughs> damn. I I also like sacrifice goats on the pentagram, but you know I'm not supposed to tell people that. There either. you go. Does that <laughs> keep you young? That's the real secret. Should I try that? What? No. I think no. you should. You might grow your hair back. You never know. Hey, that that's that's what I want to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Trump. You Trump never know. Got, yeah. Once Trump got inaugurated, like my hair started falling out a lot faster. Like everything just went to shit, man. Now I'm pretty sure that like, within two weeks of Biden's uh, inauguration, like it's all gonna grow back. <laughs> and uh, you gotta believe. I'm still, I'm still concerned for Joe, man. I want to start a poll. Will Biden make it through his uh, four years of uh, presidency without kicking the bucket? Yeah. Or will Kamala take over? 
How soon will Kamala start poisoning him with arsenic? That's the real yeah. question. <laughs> hmm. uh, so we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I feel oh like we God. keep. I feel like everyone just keeps uh, underestimating Joe. I mean, he. Uh, well, I mean, he did. He did mess him. up Corn Pop pretty good. So I mean. Pop? Maybe sure. that's what drives them to keep going. Maybe that, that's what will make them successful. If that's mm-hmm. what it takes, then I'll underestimate them all day. Let them prove me wrong. Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I mean, well, I don't have any problem with them being in office, but yeah, I mean, if being underestimated drives them, then by all means, I'll keep underestimating them so some good shit happens. <laughs> I mean, I feel like people generally do have lower expectations from him. Uh, and that's why I think that, like, whenever he leaves office, his approval ratings will be relatively okay, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to run for a second term because he's a little up there in age, but... Um, I mean, he'll be he is the oldest guy then, ever so. elected. Oldest guy ever elected. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know, by them, it might be, like, Kamala Harris versus... Uh, I don't even want to know who right now, but... Yeah, the continuation of the Obama administration by default. Well, Biden. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, that was his vice president. He, I'm pretty, and they're really close. I'm pretty yeah. sure that their, um, you know, political philosophies are pretty close in line with each other. And if it's safe to assume, probably that Kamala is along the same lines. I think that um, it's not too far. She's not. She more. That, she's a little bit more to the left than. Uh... Biden is, and I think like yeah, Biden's a pretty like moderate dude, and uh, like yeah, like he's not gonna like make college free or have universal health care, but I think like you know he has a progressive circle around him, like he has a uh, Kamala, he has like a he has a majority in the Senate who I think might push him to the left, hopefully at least, but um, I don't know, Democrats tend to be a little bit more naive when they have like a majority in a, in, in power, like they they have like this all of a sudden like some uh, misguided sense of bipartisanship and um, they end up getting like fucked over in the end. Well, she, and I know you watched the inauguration. So let me ask you something besides all the seriousness with uh, Biden and how he'll do as president in that whole fiasco and all this stuff going on, who else did you have your eye on? I mean, I mean, were you looking at anybody in particular to see how they would behave or what was going on or the reactions? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm okay. I'll, I'll say a few things. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought like the interaction between Pence and like everyone else was kind of funny. Cause Trump, Trump was a little bitch. He couldn't like show up cause he was petty as hell. So Mike Pence was just like awkwardly there uh, and with like surrounded by all the Democrats around him. And like you can just you can just like tell he was like not comfortable at all, and I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, like uh, you know, like I I did think it was cool that like him and like Kamala like talked a little bit, had some laughs, um, even though it was kind of cringe. And um, I mean, I'm I'm just gonna say it. Like I think Kamala Harris is kind of hot, and like. I I I I'm like I I think like for her age and like dude she's oh, fine God. like dude she she she's what fine. in hot like, Persian mom way oh, <laughs> yeah dude like listen that's that's not that hey you have your own opinions you're entitled to I'm just trying listen, to establish it I, I listen I like her as vice president I I like what she wants to bring forward but I'm simply acknowledging that she's like she's fine like that's not it's not sexist all right. Like, oh no! I never said it was yeah, sexist. I was just yeah. establishing that you find her hot in like a hot Persian mom way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like she's, <laughs> she's, she's kind of a milf, but she's not a mom, I believe, right? Like I don't, I don't think she's oh, a mom. God. She's old enough to be <clears throat> one, though. I mean, it's her niece is like what, eighteen, nineteen? So well, she's actually, like a, it's older. She's an attorney, so yeah, she'd have to be older than that to have so a what law is she, degree. Like an, so would that would that be called like an elf? Like I'd like to, you know. Uh, if if it's not called that, you just coined it. So Elf. go ahead and trademark yeah. it right now. Listen, that's by the way. I you know, I'm Madam Vice President, if you're listening, 
you know, I'm gonna kiss you. No, I'm kidding. But uh, I'm at your boy. He's out here. <laughs> uh, boy, I'm out here. You know, you know, I was, you know, I was, you, know oh, you can slide God. into my DMs if you know I'm fucking with you. But um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, like that's kind of like what I noticed. Um, I thought it was, I I thought it was cool to see the interactions of uh, all the presidents together. Like you know, you seeing Obama, Bill, and Bush uh, all just like chilling next to each other. And they were able to be like all civil and they did this little uh, three-way speech where they're all like having a conversation with each other. And, you know, even though it was kind of corny and even though I don't really agree with compromising with the other side, I, um, I thought it was generally the right message to have. Um, um, I, I, I kind of missed the days when George Bush was the biggest dumbass of the country. Um, uh, you know, like, you know, like I saw George Bush today. I'm like, yo, this isn't even like comparable to Trump. Like we used to think this guy was retarded. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, it kind of scares me because in four years, like, or in eight years, like whatever happens, like the next Republican candidate is just going to like stoop lower and lower and lower. Like they've always have, <laughs> like they always have, man. Like, like Ronald Reagan was an actor. He was a fucking actor. Um, and I will probably say he was worse than Trump. I think Reagan was worse than Trump. And then, you know, I, I think Bush was pretty fucking bad too. Like the first Bush, but uh, I think he, at least he was competent and uh, still a bad person all, all, all around. And then, you know, you got Bill Clinton who like, who's all right. You know, he, he liked getting head. I guess we all do. And, uh, oh, you know, uh yeah, I have it, a soft spot for GW. I always watch GW. I know there is, presidency is horrible there's no debate about that but there's something about that guy that makes me want to have a beer with him and chill with him i like gw as a person not as a president but i think like you know i want to go to a football game i know he likes the cowboys um i can't say for certain wouldn't surprise me if he did um you know you, you have a thing for Kamala Harris? I want to kick it with GW. GW, if you're All at right. me, get in my DMs. Holler <laughs> at me. We'll go catch a Cowboys game no. and, uh, um, and uh, pick up on some presidential honeys, you know? <laughs> yeah. I I honestly, uh, and I do honestly think this, like I, I don't think George W. Bush was an, like a fundamentally sick, evil human being. Like I don't. Um, and you know, like I think like, and this is like something where I disagree with on like on like front with like people on my side of the political aisle where like they hate Obama too because like oh Obama like drone kids in Yemen and Libya and all that stuff you know I, and then like I you know because like you know Obama like when he campaigned back in like twenty two thousand eight like he tried to come off as like very liberal very progressive anti war and then like when he was in president it was kind of like a different story right and I think like there's just some. I, and I genuinely think that like people like Obama, like before they get into office, like they genuinely want like, you know, to like be anti-war and all that. But then like, you know, they have their briefings with the military and they have more classified briefings and they get more of an insight and they realize, oh, we can't just pull out. This is, this is a very complicated issue. I, and the choice is like, do I drone or do I risk a terror attack? Like, you know, like these are really tough decisions that doesn't make Obama a fundamentally evil human being. It's just like, yo, when your job is to like, when you, you know, like, you know, some people just it's have whack-a-mole. You got to take out threats as they occur and you can't wait for them to spring up. Yeah. And you just don't really know, but part of, and like, I guess like part of the, and I guess like, that's just a problem with American presidencies period is like, unfortunately that just comes with the job like because america by like by we are an imperialist country i would you know like we we have a certain role in the world and i even and you know if if you're running for president you shouldn't be so naive to think that you can just unfortunately like just toss that away I think even if like Bernie Sanders became president, like, yeah, he has all, he had all these grand visions and stuff like that. But then, especially like with foreign policy. Um, but I think like once Bernie would have gotten into office, he probably would have been like, okay, 
I don't think I can just pull out. Um, That's what she said. I, I knew yeah. you were going to do that. Dude, I, I, once I said that, once I said that, I paused. I'm like, wait, fuck. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was like, uh, yeah. Uh, I just yeah, had to take you, my opening. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, doesn't, it also doesn't help that a lot of the, our allies don't have their own militaries to the same extent we do. So we, like our bases are basically their military all around the world. And because we're basically, we're essentially in any other time period, we would be considered like a trade empire, basically. Like we don't directly like go in and conquer places and then like lord over them, right? We go there, we might set up a base, we let them basically do what they want, we might set up trade, try to stabilize a region, but we, we're not like, you know, Genghis Khan just like conquering shit and then to like telling yeah, people, yeah. all right, now you have to live like this or shit like that. It's like a different it's like basically like Venice was or like different empires throughout history that weren't based on conquest solely. It's more, I feel like it's more over control over resources or building right. allies with certain countries that have access to countries with resources. Yeah. Cause we're, we're not like a heavy handed type of, I mean, our, our whole country wasn't even set up to be an empire in the first place. That kind of, it wasn't, yeah. Yeah. That kind of fell onto our lap after with the uh, Spanish-American War, and then we started uh, right going down that road more. But um, it was probably like World War One that started that path. That really yeah, well, like, after the Spanish-American War, we got the Philippines and Guam. Right, right. And right. Um, what else did we get? That we got that there was some other island shame we got at that point too, but. Yeah, a little fuzzy on right now. But then, yeah, after World War One, we became like a major power because before that, we weren't really. Um, and then, you know, World War Two just kind of solidified that even more. Yeah, World War Two. I think once once that war was over, America became the number one superpower. Uh, after that, well, I would say probably competing with Russia after World War Two, and then probably in the late eighties. America just probably emerges number one. Yep. Yeah. Ironically, because of Reagan. <laughs> yep. Well, I don't know. Again, like with Reagan, it's like we've been fighting the Cold War for like how many decades? And then like Reagan just kind of like, oh, it just happened to all ultimately like end with Reagan. Well, no, but Reagan had more like severe policies. That's why it ended as quickly. Like he was he basically it took like a more severe stance toward the Soviet Union that led to the collapse more quickly than it would have otherwise. But he also no. had terrible, like, you know, there's the Reaganomics stuff, which is... Yeah, be yeah. thankful you didn't live through Reaganomics. I lived through Reaganomics. Yeah. Dare to keep your kids off drugs, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not, hey, to be, I say that because in all sincerity, I know it had the... Sincerest mission statement at heart, but it was born from a bad place and it didn't work. Honestly, I think it attracted more kids to drugs. And mm. um those those commercials are misleading. Here's your braid. Cracking the egg, put it in the frying pan. Here's your braid on drugs. Like, really? What kind of like logical explanation is that to tell people, hey, that drugs are not good for you? It's like um, then you have the whole opera. I could go on and on about Reagan. Operation Star Wars, why we're a billion dollars in debt over something that never got completed over satellite defense system that was supposed to be able to counteract um, attacks from different countries in the world that even um, launch offensives if necessary. Um, and just overall, there's a reason why Reagan's called the Teflon Don because nothing would stick. That dirty bastard did a bunch of shit, but nothing would stick because all you do as a former actor would come on and smile on TV and wave and everyone's like, oh, we love Reagan. Fuck Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I leave it to four words. I'm glad. Really, that's three words. I'm glad Reagan's dead. Have you heard that song, Reagan with Killer Mike? I have not, but I've been to the Reagan uh, Museum. It's uh, literally 20 minutes away from where I live. Um, oh, it's in LA. It is um, in a county called uh, Ventura County, but I'm near the border of LA County and Ventura County. 
Um, you drive up like 20 minutes. Um, for people there in Cali, they're probably familiar with it, but for the rest of our viewers, um, you basically go up there. It's a museum. You can go um, look at everything that was going on during the time period of his presidency. They give you like the history of his life, the you know give history behind his assassination attempt. They have a model you can go in, but you're not allowed to take pictures of the original before they replaced it, the original Air Force One. You can walk through it and, and whatnot. And then usually what they do is it's like an estate. The actual place you visit, I have pictures. They have a replica of the Oval Office. The estate that it's on is actually really beautiful. You know, like if you go look at the hills and the cliffs and whatever. And um, they usually hold other exhibits at this museum. Um, you know, like car shows and all that, which have nothing to do with his presidency. They just like to host them there. But the main thing is the Reagan Library. It's, it's a library, but it's a museum. They call it the Reagan Library. And you can go there and read up on that asshole Reagan. Yeah. Um, does every president get a library? No, uh, not as far as I know. But I think I think George Bush got one. Um, he might have. He might have. I think I think that's in Texas. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I, I'm pretty sure Obama like in the, I think I think like he's having one too, right? I, I think I've heard that like he wants to do his own library. I think they're definitely going to do an Obama one. I mean, first black president, like they're just, you know they're not going to like let that go. Uh, yeah, well, that, nor, that nor one was pretty they, much a given. Uh, that obviously huge achievement, awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't mean it like however you thought I meant. All right, just want to. Don't worry. Yeah, like, well, like, twenty twenty one almost got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I voted for him twice. Like I got I got a mug. All right, I got I got an Obama mug, and. Uh, Yo, yo, you don't, yo, uh, Jane, you don't have to virtue signal right now. You, you, you right? can we stop believe now. You. you can stop we now. We believe you. Don't, don't dig yourself, <laughs> don't Jane, yourself a deeper count. hole by justifying it. Just say you voted for him. Bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got an Obama shirt, man. Well, something tells me that uh, Mr. Trump is not going to get a library, not unless it's independently funded. I doubt the government. He's going to he's gonna build himself his own library. In Greenland, yeah. probably. Yeah, like I said, independently would... funded. <laughs> That's something that he would do. Um, yeah. I heard what he left on Air Force One. He he left to the song of, like, in sync's I want it that way. But oh, I, my God. I can't confirm that, but some people <laughs> told me that today and told me that it was the courtiest shit ever. Um, if anybody knows and drops that in the comments, please <laughs> confirm or deny that for me because... I heard a few people. I want to know if that was actually a, you know, like someone yanking my chain, or if that's real. Because if it was, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of it was like just like rock music, uh, like basically shit that like Tony Stark would listen to. <laughs> like you know, like it's just like like classic rock music that. Uh, and you know what's funny, man? Like every time that guy's like plays, uh, every time he plays music and at one of his rallies, like the artist of that song will like speak out and be like yo like i did not give this guy permission <laughs> like you know oh, it's like, yeah <laughs> it's because like you know like this this the the trump movement has like this false image of defiance and rebelliousness where it's really like not it's really the opposite of that and like a lot of these like artists like they sing about like you know like overcoming and like fighting the system and like a lot of them are like, well, Trump is the system that like we've been singing about for like 20, 30 years. And like, now they're using like, ironically, like they're, you know, it's, it's, it's like some odd form of projection, I guess. Yeah. And then his followers, then his followers will say, no, we're fighting this system. Fuck you. Man. Like, <laughs> Have you seen the video of uh, like uh, a couple of megatards, like uh, rapping to and, and singing to uh, like, Killing in the name of with rage, you know, rage against the machine. The, yeah, no, I know the song, but re- wait, really? Yeah, there. It was just like two, like it was like three megatars with like they're wearing the American flag as as like a cape, and they're just mm-hmm. like they, they must have been drunk or something. They're like, now you do what they told you, and like they're like all drunk, oh, yeah. and sloppy, <laughs> and everyone's just looking. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> like, oh my god. Know, yeah. Speaking of musical man, choices, like, man. The um the inaug- the inauguration. Now, I know that you follow him, Shaheen. We ha- I don't know if you follow him, Keith, but we have this guy, um, 
for the Persian community. His name's Tehran. He's half black, half Persian. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, cool guy, comedian, met him a bunch of times. Um, mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Tehran, by the way. But he had a meme today talking about, um, you know, how it was making fun of how Biden, um, how Biden is, how much connected or how connected rather Biden is with today's youth or whatever. And they, they he clowned the, um, it clowned the musical choices. It's like, so this is what the kids are listening to these days. And then they list the musical choices, which were J-Lo, Lady Gaga, and Garth Brooks. And uh, <laughs> uh, something tells me, yeah, Joe, you might want to get in touch with uh, your audience because uh, well, th- those people are a little old for the people that you're you're appealing to right now. <laughs> to be honest with you, man, I, I don't know if that's a fair criticism. I mean, he brought he brought like I mean, did he bring like? Li- mean, I'm founded it, but you know. Yeah, I mean, like, did he bring like Lil Uzi Vert? No, but he brought like, I mean, like he. I mean, Lady Gaga. I mean, she's a pop star. I'm pretty sure like like people of all ages listen to her. Katy Perry, John Legend. Uh, I would say like these are people listen to you know younger people do listen to them. Uh, yes and no. I mean, yeah, no, I'm not going to deny that there aren't people who listen to him, but it's like Garth Brooks. Yeah, okay, like, okay. that was a little Garth <laughs> but... old. J Lo, I think, is a little past her prime in terms of people's appeal to her. I haven't heard any like real music out of her for a while. If it is, it's not relevant. And then you know, I guess. And Lady Gaga was brought in simply because of like the the factor her little monsters as she calls them like are like into her but i mean yeah uh, I, I don't know i mean i guess it's just a matter of opinion matter of um taste again not clowning sleepy joe but i know yeah. some people had something to say about that and clown about that i will say that despite the man being massively talented john levin excuse me john legend does put me to sleep a little bit he, he has does? that like sleepy man's voice. Like I could sit here and listen to John Legend, and I'm not saying he's not talented, not yeah. saying he doesn't have a dope voice, but it comforts me. I don't know, like it makes me fall asleep. I'm a, it, John Legend doesn't have that voice that wakes me up. It makes me you know, like. Interesting. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if I share that opinion. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't listen to John uh, Legend on the daily, but uh, I mean, I would, I don't know, like he. I, I I don't know. Like I wouldn't fall asleep to him, but no disrespect um, to John yeah. Legend, by the way. Sleep, I just changed the state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shots fired. Oh no, <laughs> we're gonna get canceled out by John Legend. No. Oh, man. oh. oh god. <laughs> we love no, he's, he's got a few good songs, but in general, it's just not my, you know, not what I like vibe and do. Well, it's that's what I mean. It's more relaxing music, you know. Like I would relax. Mm. John Legend calms me down. He relaxes me. It's not something that like I don't know. I just thought it's an interesting choice because usually for things like this, you end up singing like the national anthem or you sing like like pro American songs that make you get up and stick out your chest and at least feel a bit proud. And like John yeah. Legend's voice to me makes me like feel like. I want to relax in my recliner and like, <laughs> but well, that's because hey, well, that's, that's what Joe wants to do. He's old, man. He's got to relax. <laughs> but with all due respect, the great Frank Sinatra had a voice like that too, but like, I still like him. So true. But I guess Frank also had some songs that were more like upbeat, you know, like John Legend stuff is like almost all kind of mellow, you know? I hear that. Fair point. Um, I feel like, um, but you, you, you brought up a point earlier that like, you know, connecting with, to the youth with youth, with music, um, you know, at the same time, like we got to also realize that like Biden, um, like when you're, when you're, when you're president of the country, like you're not just supposed to appeal to the youth. Like, I mean, yeah, by all means do that. The youth need representation, but I mean, like, again, like. They're not like a majority of the youth don't even vote. This is very small. Unfortunately, it's a very small voting block. And like, I don't know, like how weird would it be if you just like brought like, 
Uh, well, isn't that the kind of people that yeah. you want to bring out anyway and make it? Yeah, he's going to have Lil Peep, Taylor Swift, and uh, right. Like, like... <laughs> I would say, I would say Lil Peep, and I'm not. A, I will say this now: I'm not really a fan of Taylor Swift, but Taylor Swift is at least connect is still within that genre. She has a good. Mm-hmm. She she has a singing voice that people are familiar with. I wouldn't be as a president opposed to that choice. She strikes that you know balance between you know, something that older and younger people could both relate to in terms of, now, I'm not a fan, but, like, no disrespect, Taylor Swift. I'm just, you know, your, your music's just not my cup of tea, but I still respect your talent, your voice. I feel like it's a good balance. Um, look, mm-hmm. uh, Obama brought Beyonce. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, it's, uh, and Beyonce did a classy job of at the inauguration, you know? So, like, I don't feel like it's too far a stretch to bring somebody in that can connect with both audiences. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, no, that totally makes sense. I, but, but, I, but even if Biden had brought Beyonce now, even she's a little dated. Well, yeah, now. But here's <laughs> the Obama administration. That I don't was, know. I think, like, Beyonce, like, because she's, like, such a... I know she's a goddess and she's timeless, Shaheen. I know what you're going to say. It's 2021. But... Her kid's name is Ruby. <laughs> Ruby. You gotta give her at least like a slight point for that. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, oh uh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, Just wanna clarify I'm not making fun of Beyonce there. She's very talented. <laughs> <laughs> and she's do delicious. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> By her own admission, my body's so I mean, delicious. Yeah, Fair you. enough. Earlier, er, er, earlier in this podcast, I, I, I said that Kamala, Kamala Harris is pretty fine. So you're allowed to say that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm just going to keep my mouth shut on that one because. You don't know. Nope. Listen, hey. I, I've, been, <laughs> I, I've been friends with Keith for 10 years and like we never agree. Like we never agree. We never agree on who's attractive. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Everyone's got their own taste. And honestly, I'm not, you know, like if. You know, like I'm not saying putting it out there as a preferential. I'm just cracking jokes here. Although I won't mm. say that she's not unattractive. I won't say she's unattractive. She has her attractive qualities. Um, but um, then again, like you know, I don't know. Um, there are people who find Lady Gaga attractive. I don't, you know. But I was concerned sure. when she was walking down yeah. those steps because uh, she looked like she was feeling out under that huge ass dress and. Every second that she took a step to make sure that, like, she, uh, if you look at that thing, keep, uh, I know that you didn't catch that part, but like, mm-hmm. that dress is fucking huge. It looked like it looked like something out of the Hunger Games. It looked is like, it like one of those out. like gypsy wedding dresses. I don't know if you've seen those. Uh, is it like big like maybe, that or maybe it, it, it oh, okay. like I kept getting reminded of Hunger Games, where that lady said. Mm-hmm. Um, Comes up, she's like, "Please pledge a tribute." You know the the oh, Elizabeth the Banks her name. Elizabeth Banks. Is that F F E? I think is the F- name of the. I think it might like have that. been her name in uh, the movie, but it was the character played by Elizabeth Banks, where yeah. she had huge, and she even had a huge pin on her top that looked like the Maki J symbol. Jesus Christ! What a guy! She had a huge. She, you saw that shit. It looked like a huge mocking jay. Uh, no, I, did, I, actually, I need to look this up now. Jesus. I actually, I actually did see the memes where uh, people compared her to the Hunger Games. Yeah, good shit. Um, oh man. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, is there anything that you're hoping to see? Um. In these next four years, like any, I know like you're not the biggest Biden fan, uh, neither of you, but is there any like something you're looking forward to these next four years? I guess like some like whether it's like okay, at least we don't have like Trump's big ass racist mouth, or you know, like some will say like we're going from overt race, overt big mouth racism to like quote unquote like friendly racism. No, right? Yeah, because that's yeah. good. Um, <laughs> one second, I'm just looking up the back, back to the yeah. I got thing. Uh, yeah. I'll take the lead on this while he looks up the uh, the Hunger Games pendant, the Mockingjay. That is obnoxious. 
That is an obnoxious <laughs> fucking you thing. See it? You see it now, right? Yeah, it takes up half her chest. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is that? And that? But yet, her dress makes that look small. It does. That is... Wow. <laughs> All right. Wow. Next four years, while Keith yeah. gathers himself. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, next four years. Hopefully, in the next four years, I'd like to see, number one, hopefully the transition of um, getting away from the pandemic goes smoothly. You know, we don't encounter too many more hiccups with this. I would expect it to happen tomorrow, but hopefully we'll, as the year goes on, you know, we'll slowly get back to a little bit of normalcy. Mm -hmm. um, as far as um, the country's concerned, I hope to see at least a little bit of um, an effort to um, implement policies that promote more unity, both within the country and then obviously with our relations outside of it. You know, I have a soft spot for that, you know, being Iranian American, I'd like it if we had better relationships with, um, you know, Iran, although that's kind of wishful thinking, knowing of the people that run the place over there. But more so even here within the country, you know, hopefully some of these uh, people that had their um, Trump juice courage slowly dissipate and we can get back to people realizing that we're people and um, have a little bit more um, friendly relations and peaceful relations with one another. I'd like to see people get back to work. You know, a lot of people have been out of work. And, uh, you know, again, this is stuff that takes time. But overall, I just like to see people, you know, return to a state where it's not so chaotic. And um, I, again, I know people watching it will tell me that I'm wishful thinking, but I'd like to at least hope that we can salvage and repair some of these uh, relationships that have been... Um, torn apart or this separation and chasm that's been created by this asshole Trump and his uh and his uh less than diplomatic and uh racial unity policies. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean if there's one thing I am happy about, real talk is just like the uh, I, I'm happy knowing that there's a lot of people out there. Uh like millions of people out there who feel like a genuine sense of like and I'm talking about like minorities, people of color and stuff like that who feel like some sense of relief now. Like, you know, they can take a deep breath, like go to sleep, you know, like Muslim parents are, or like I said, like people of color. I know, I know like racism isn't over and obviously I'm not so naive. And I know that like, we're still going to have some racist policies, of course, unfortunately. But I, I think like when, now that at least like, you uh, the country came together and they kind of just said well 81 million americans uh basically said like no like we don't want someone in office who openly embraces white supremacy uh we don't want that for our country um i think like that's a good thing and i think it's a step a step you know towards unity and you know becoming the melting pot that we're meant to be and uh, I know it's going to take time. It's going to take more than one Biden administration or two Biden administrations, or it's going to take more than a, it, it's going to take multiple generations to fix, obviously. Uh, but I, you know, like there's a lot of Muslims I know out there who just feel relieved, you know, uh, and, you know, they, they can bring their family back home now. I mean, like Biden ended the travel ban. So, you know, like our family from Iran could like, come and visit us again you know like it's not an issue anymore uh so I mean, I, at least like we're back to like obama level of normal granted i wasn't that happy during obama's administration because i wanted like a more leftist administration but uh at least you know i feel like i i feel like people don't have to be on the defense as much as we had to as much as in the past that's what I have to say about that. Yeah. 
We'll see how it goes. I'm not, I don't really have any positive expectations one way or another. I'm just glad Trump's gone. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know that things are going to change that much that it's going to be that big of a difference though. Like the the feel of the country will be different. Like people will be more positive, but I don't know if yeah. like actual things will change well, I mean, to, the, I to f- a great extent. I feel like we always expect like when a, when a politician campaigns on like change, changing the system, we always like in our heads, like unconsciously think that our lifestyle, all of our lifestyles are going to be like fundamentally different. Uh, yeah. Then, but like, I, but person, the thing is, Washington doesn't really dictate your lifestyle change that much. Like your own, like shit that happens right. in your town does your state, maybe, but like four yeah. years out of Washington in general, doesn't affect your life that much. Most of the time, like, but someone oh, like Trump right. in office, it will because, you know, it's right. a piece of shit. But <laughs> in general, Washington kind of doesn't matter <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. I see what you're getting at, Keith. And believe me, I can respect that point of view. But because in the past, I've held it, you know, for a lot of reasons and in regards to a lot of things. Um, as of recent years... I had a person give me some words of wisdom that I took to heart. It basically said, life will give you no shortage of shit. So there's really no need for you to add additional shit on top of it when it's already coming. Basically, Mm -hmm. I'm saying there's already going to be problems that exist. Um, It's not going to benefit me personally to keep thinking of it because these problems exist, that things will keep going in a negative place and make myself feel even worse about it. So like, again, this is just me personally. Uh, The reason I feel the way I feel now is because, hey, yeah, this shit does exist. I mean, there'll be no shortage of shit. We'll continue to get shit. But I'd rather think that maybe we'll get a little less shit over the next four years and be a little bit more optimistic about it. That being said, I hate the fucking bipartisan system. And, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, that? I'm not the big biggest fan of Joe Biden, but you know what? He's the guy in office right now. And I have to somehow hope that he will bring some positive changes to the table. How many? I don't know. Do I have high expectations? Honestly, no. But that'll make me that more happier if he manages to prove me wrong and somehow uh, um, do more good than I think he will. Yeah. yeah, I kind of view him more as like damage control almost than like an actual, like yeah. someone who's going to change some like stuff, you know. And I think like that's the problem with yeah. uh, our current democratic system uh, is that you have like, you like, for example, you had like a guy like Bush, you know, wreck the country. Then you had Obama, who had to like who had who basically spent like his first term doing damage control, and and then people were mad at him because they're like, oh like where is the change like how come how come you like is how come we're not like number one yet I'm like well because I had to like clean up the mess right and that takes time, and then and then like by the end of Obama's term like things were actually like really good in the country, relatively, and then like Trump came again like took credit for. Obama's, you know, economy, and then, mm. then uh, basically, what ended up happening was uh, he destroyed the country, and now Biden has not not just economically, you know, not just with COVID, but just culturally, racially, he provided validation to like the dumbest conspiracy theories out there, um, the worst type of racial beliefs out there. He like provided validation for that. And now, like, now we have a completely, like, divided country. I mean, not that we weren't divided before, but now it's just a brick wall in between two separate realities. Yeah. Before it was, like, slight disagreements on some things. A few people might get really mad about something, but it wasn't, like, violent. And now it's, like, everybody wants to kill each other, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So it's uh, it's a little different now, obviously. And we've talked about that. You know, it's the polarization stuff yeah and alternate realities and the multiverses in which these trump tars live in 
Uh, yep. So and which timeline wins out, and you know, right? All the MCU references we can make. <laughs> <laughs> right. They, we could just be in like a multiverse right now, and then like we could like literally. Oh shit. Anyways. Yeah, don't go too deep down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll just wait for Doctor Strange to come out. The multiverse of madness. We'll explore it then. Yeah, you just see him like opening up a portal in the inauguration. He's like, guys, like, get the fuck in this. Like, you got it. Yeah. You gotta so, check this reality out. Like, this this reality is not gonna last much longer, guys. Um. So, anyways, I think that's I think that's it for today, guys. Uh. So we're final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, we're semi hopeful, but not that optimistic. But I think these next four years will definitely uh, be better than these last four years, uh, at least for myself personally, and uh, hopefully for my co-hosts as well, and for everybody, for everyone out here, except for the you know the Q tards and the Trump tards. And I hope you have a, the worst four years. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that, that's it. And uh, you, you guys can give your uh, final thoughts. Take it away, Keith. All right. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe for more <laughs> updates. Once we have a Patreon up, um, you know, you can donate or, you know, make a, make your own GoFundMe for us. We'll appreciate it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's don't really have much to say other than uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have any questions, comments concerns let us know in the comments and you can dm us personally if you want to yes we can take can. it from there there you go yeah, so that's usually something i say but i love the fact that you took the initiative to do it so <laughs> i'll just add two alternative things to it so first thing i'd like to say besides thanking everybody that's watching is um i'm just gonna be flat out open about it um if you think that you've got some sort of interesting topic or story that you'd like to discuss, hit us up. We're open. If it's interesting enough, we can go ahead and debate about it and, uh, or not debate, but rather discuss it. And maybe we'll just throw that topic on the show and invite you on. Um, you know, you don't have to be somebody famous, just Joe Schmo or well, six pack. <laughs> but uh, no, being serious, or with all seriousness, you got an interesting story to tell? Hit us up with it. We'll go ahead. We already check all our messages anyway. So if you're interested, hit us with it. And um, if it's something that, you know, we can touch upon and we feel like we'll bring some positivity to the podcast and that people could benefit from, and then we'll uh, discuss it. And you could probably be the next guest on here. So um, that'll be number one. Um, number two, peace to Wheezy. Glad you're free. <laughs> And Kodak Black, you're a little bitch. Hey. Your pardon should be revoked. Mm -hmm. I don't care if I get canceled for saying it. You should be canceled being for being a fucking pedophile. So that's my final thoughts. Fuck Trump there and fuck go. Kodak Black. All right. Whoever next, sign it out. You heard it here mm -hmm. first, folks. All right, guys, until next week. Peace out. Peace.